if you're driving. Please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn and sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> we are Top five Monday to everyone in the sports universe. This is the AM Drive here on July 31st, 2023. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvello saying, What's going on, Aaron? How was your sports weekend, if anything? Uh, my sports weekend was non existent. I bet a little bit of baseball, but uh, that was about it. The Twins win that game? No, the Royals are killing me right now. The Royals? Yeah, the Royals. The, the Royals, the first time this year they've won three in a row, and it's when I'm betting the Twins. Good job. It was like a 182, wasn't it? We shouldn't have been too bad. It, it, uh, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll get it back. <laughs> MikeAndAaronDrive.com for the best in our merchandise, sponsors, and more. you got to check it out. It's the best way and most efficient way to support our show. Um, get awesome phone cases on our shop. And, of course, mugs. I believe Aaron's tumbler must be still in the dishwasher. I am not a company man today. I don't have anything. <laughs> That's okay, sir. It's just... Uh, I got it's just, my friend right here. Huh? I got my friend right here. <laughs> yes. I like that. All right. So let's start off with something we could have got to Friday, but we're in out of time. It's this... Chiefs dynasty talk, and there's been, I've heard some pundits say things about it. Of course, you know the Chiefs homer, Nick Wright, which I do actually like to watch, but he can be a little biased, and he's talking about how if they win it this year, it's going to be like the best five-year run in NFL history, whatever. Are the Chiefs a dynasty at this point in time to you, Aaron, and if not, why? So, for me, a dynasty, short answer for the Chiefs is no. Mm. Uh, for me, a dynasty is three in at least a five-year period. Uh, so, right now I have Cowboys, uh, Patriots twice, obviously. But, uh, you know, things like that. I, if the Chiefs win it this year, 100%, they're in. But, <clears throat> I mean... Don't take it from me. I mean, Pat Mahomes has already also debunked the Chiefs' dynasty claims as of right now. However, they are the favorites. They're incredible. Pat Mahomes is an absolute stud. <laughs> and uh, But as as I define a dynasty, they are currently not. Okay. And, and I don't know a lot of Patriots fans. I know, like, they they liked it three in the five years. I know I, – I believe with you the Patriots are a – Twice, like, like they well, they, at least twice. They were three and four years. Yeah, but I mean, like, but overall, they are two separate dynasties, it feels like, because it was so right. long, which right. I do get that. To me, a dynasty, I don't know if you have to win three in five years, in my opinion. I think for a five-year run, you do have to be dominant. I think it's a minimum of five years. I don't know if you have to win, I would say, hopefully two of something, and maybe, like, getting to a... 
I don't think I would have to say you have to win three of something. I think in a five-year period, if you are dominant and you are consistently dominant, you've won at least two, I can get down with Dynasty Talk. But it has to be a minimum of five years. The only way I'm going to allow two to enter the conversation is back-to-back. I mean, let's say, like year one, let's say year two you win it and year five you win it and you've been like, you know. I don't about? think the Chiefs are dynasty yet. I think this year could make them one. Right, and that's why I don't think they are. Like I said, if, if they do three in five years, including a back-to-back, that's for sure. And, but, I mean, you look at it. They won the title, lost in the Super Bowl, lost in the AFC title game, and then won a Super Bowl, and then, again, to be determined here if they win this one. Uh, that would define your dominance. Do you define it now with two two titles in four years? But you just talked about dominance. I mean, they want, like I said, two titles, a Super Bowl loss, and an AFC Championship loss. You can't get much more dominant than that. I agree, but to me, the word dynasty, like the definition of it, one of them is a succession of people from the same family who play a prominent role, which, of course, that's like royally speaking, but if I'm, like, basing it on that terminology and, of course, the sports terminology, I can't just say, oh, they had a four-year magical run. I think if you get five, six, seven years, and they're like, okay, now this team was dominant for five, six, seven years. I think we're so we're so narrow-minded in sports now. Well, like, Patriots would laugh at this four-year run. I mean, yeah, if you look at it that way. But I think, I think the word dynasty has been handed out a little bit more willy-nilly lately. Agreed. Uh, however, to defend that, I will say that in the free agent slash player empowerment era, it is much harder to do what these teams are doing. And so I think, like I said, I wouldn't label this Chiefs a dynasty if everything stopped right here. If they got one more this year, obviously they're in. But... I mean, the, the core is there, Pat, Travis, and Andy Reid. I mean, I know we've had Hunt, Isaiah Pacheco. There's been some, some movements. Tyreek Hill's gone, obviously. So, But the three, you know, core is there. Obviously, the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady core was there for both those dynasties. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson, you know, et cetera. The list goes on and on. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh and, and such. Um it's to me, I don't know. Like, I think, I think if we, if it stopped right here, like if, if they got to the Super Bowl and lost, they got to the Super Bowl again and lost. I think you're contradicting yourself in terms of dominance. Two, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl L's, and an AFC Championship L. I mean, in the era no, of no, that would be a dynasty in my eyes because they would have the two in five years. See, that's funny because that that's like the slightest part where we differ. I think three is the minimum. But I if think it's, three is pushing, especially in today's era, like you said. Right, and I said, like I said, it's it's easier to 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 lower the bar in today's era. But I mean, still, we want to talk about legitimate dynasties. I mean, we don't consider the Steelers a dynasty, and they won two and four. And that's what I'm saying, because like it basically stopped at four. To me, this is like hot. I don't want to call this flash in the pan because it feels like with a young quarterback or prime quarterback, it doesn't feel like that. But we don't know if they if they make it like to the divisional round and lose. I don't think that's a dynasty. I, I think it's I think it was just a flash. It was a nice run. Well, to me, I, I don't think you can have dynasty mean or or, or with anything but winning. I don't and think that's right. I don't think 
Yankees can be like, oh yeah, good job, you almost got there. Like if they if they get to the if they get to the Super Bowl this year and lose, I still don't think you can make them a dynasty. At that I, point. I think you could. See, I, I think I, my I think my I mean it's still a pretty high bar. If I'm I think if they get to the AFC Championship game again, because again, like they just won the Super Bowl, it's hard enough to get back there as it is. If they've already got two and a, a, another appearance, so that's like technically you've you've dominated your own conference three times. If they make it to a championship game, and even if they lose, that's where I'll stop it. I I, I might still have to wait another year, but I think it, it, I can say more so of a dynasty. But right now, I'm not going to say it after four years. Heck no. But after two years, or after four years, they have the two wins, obviously. Uh, right. And then look at the fashion in which the other two years, you know, what, what happened the other two years. I mean, in, in the Super Bowl against the Bucks, they got destroyed. And then in the AFC Championship game against Burrow, they blew a lead, which we know that that's not Chiefs football. I mean, remember they were right. Oh yeah, they blew a lead. Joe Burrow came back on them in Arrowhead to beat them. So I mean, I almost you almost have to pull down a little bit with that. I don't know because again, like you've already made three of them, you won two of them, and to be fair, last one nobody thought they would. I did. <laughs> well, I mean. But the, I'm talking about not me and you because we, we've gotten this pretty right, I, I feel like, a few times. But other people did not feel that way. No, I mean, they were they were the dogs in, in the Super Bowl. But you look at it, I mean, and I'm not going to ever take anything away from a, from a team winning a Super Bowl. It, they won it. I don't care how they won it. But if I'm going to dissect, they needed a Jalen Hurts fumble to come back in this Super Bowl. They needed a Jimmy Garoppolo, well, one of his regular passes. Bad. Bad. I mean, they're almost 0-3 in Super Bowls, real theoretically. I mean, but they're not. They're not. It doesn't matter. They are 2-1. and one. Um, But I, another Super Bowl, like, if they get to the Super Bowl this year and it's like neck-and-neck neck battle and, you know, just happens to bounce the wrong way, you know, game-winning field goal for whatever NFC team is there, I still can't. I can't put them in. I can't. Really? I, I can't make so it a with- Four appearances in five years. See, that would definitely do it. If they even, if they make it this year, I don't care if they get blown off. I don't care if it's forty-three to eight, like the Broncos game. I feel like getting there for four times with that. Well, like, okay, well, I can't deny it at that point because they've already okay. got there two. So getting there four times matters. What if they lost all four of those? Are they still a dynasty? Oh, because then you're going because then the Bills. I mean, no one calls then the, the Bills, Bills a dynasty. Got- That's a good point. Yeah, then the Bills have something to say here. Wait a minute, guys. I told you. <laughs> Jeez. The, the Bills can be argued as a dynasty, but it's just not the one you would really be thinking of. I mean, Ooh. four Super Bowls is hard. Let's let's not put a, you know, right. let's not put salt on that. But, you know, you that's didn't four win. four in a row. That's even worse. That's got to be tough. That's got to be tough to come back from, and they haven't yet. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I take it straight from – from Mahomes, it, I just, for me personally, it's nothing against the Chiefs. It's not like a, a Patriots thing where you can, you're not allowed to join the club. It's it's to me. I think dynasty is associated with winning. Dominance is obviously there, but finishing the job is what we what I classify as dynasties. Did the Patriots and Spurs? Last thing I'll say: Did the Patriots and Spurs set a new bar for dynasties in the modern? Oh, I don't know if it's modern era, but did they set a new bar considering like it was like it felt like for ten years. Patriots and Spurs. Did it, did it, does that feel like Spurs you set a new bar? 
Spurs were what five out of five out of ten or something like that. Five out of twelve. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, they, I think they it has were... to at least last five or six years. I, I don't want to see a four-year. That's a dynasty. I don't agree with that. Even if they won four in a row. If they won four in a row, that's a dynasty. That's a dynasty. I don't know because what if it just stops after four and like they don't do anything for another ten? But I. It, dynasties are dynasties are small segments though. Like the Patriots and the Spurs are different types. Like the Spurs did never won back to back in that whole time. They never went back to back the entire time of their reign. Right. They could have if they had beaten LeBron. If Ray Allen doesn't make that shot, but but they didn't. That's right. Uh, the Patriots go three out of four twice, and the first time they went three out of four, they missed the playoffs that middle year. Oh. Second time they go three out of four, they made the Super Bowl and lost to the Eagles. Wow. Yeah, they went to four straight and then lost to the Eagles in one of them. So it's those are two different different types of dynasties. But I don't know. I mean, for me, dynasty, especially in the free agent era, has to be looked at in a short period. Because, I mean, you could argue the Patriots are a dynasty for 15 years because of what they go to, like nine more AFC championship games. Right. Couple, so... Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's a different type of dynasty because of the two core Brady and and, uh, and Belichick. But that's that's an outlier. That's such an outlier because that was almost twenty years of dominance. The Spurs are next with like five and twelve, but never really a back to back. And then they had a big gap after 07 for like three or four years where they weren't in the you know they weren't in that's the a fair point. So I think you have to look at dynasties as smaller windows, four to five year windows. If you get Three, I, I'm in. That's my. Based on the definition of the word dynasty, of like the two that I see right here, it's like a line of hereditary rulers of a country, which obviously lasts a while, or a succession of people from the same family. So I don't know where sports fans pulled the word dynasty from, but it's definitely not a four or five year period, it feels like. I don't know if in sports it's like way less, but I feel like the word, the word dynasty. In my mind, sounds longer. That's why I have to do the five-year thing. Five years is fine, but I think if I think at you, least I, I don't, I think you got to get three. In my opinion, three and five. Okay, that's good. If that's, the I can kind of get down with that. The Warriors are one. They got three and five. I, th- I think Warriors have been dominant for a little. I think Warriors are dice because they have been dominant for at least five years. Right, but I'm talking about that period. They went to five straight finals and won three of them. Forget the period. I feel like this whole Steph Curry thing has been a nice little dynasty. I think since then. I mean, pre, pre, pre-dynasty, pre Steph had ankle problems. We didn't even know he was ever going to play. That's fair. Uh, but getting in Clay, Draymond, Coach Kerr, which, you know, we can go on that argument with Coach Kerr and Coach <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's you know, you're never going to be able to look back on it. We had the same problem in Tampa here with Gruden and Dungy. Everybody will always say Dungy's, you know, Dungy's team, Dungy's team. It's like, well, he couldn't win with him. He couldn't get that far, and Gruden did it. Whether, whether whatever you want to say or not, he did it. So, Whether well, he's this um, or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. For me, we have similar but different expectations. It's close. Your expectations are being there at the end, my expectations are winning at the end for a dynasty, for a for a quality team. I mean, the Packers were a quality team for a decade, 15, 12 years, but for one title. The Atlanta Braves, how many freaking division titles did they win in a row? Are they that's, a dynasty? That's no. a division dynasty. 
Well, they're a division title dynasty, sure, but they're not a dynasty. We don't talk about them in the dynasty realm, right? You know, because they got one. They got one, oh, and then I, they, I think they lost one the next year to the Yankees. I have to see you getting there, and I have to see you at least making the, the title by the championship game a bunch of times too. I need you to win three. I mean, I, I'm thinking it's, and the thing is funny. It's it's as as great as the Spurs were. Like people don't even think about them in the dynasty in the talk. I mean, just. I no, simply because it was like when they didn't win the title, they were like not good the next year. They were like okay the next year. They got beat by the Lakers, obviously the three peat. I mean the Lakers. We didn't even talk about the Lakers. That three peat, right? With Kobe I don't and think, I don't think LeBron in the Heat is a dynasty. I don't yeah. either. Two and four. And I, I don't. I mean, you only lasted for four years as a roster. Yeah, no. That's so weird. That that, that was so, that was just such a weird. Like, it was like, oh, crap, this isn't going to work. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, crap, we're done. <laughs> it was so, so weird. Uh, Rangers, oh, go ahead. Rangers, yeah, go ahead. Let's let's talk about <laughs> Rangers got Max Scherzer in a trade, which I thought is a low-key good move, especially for a win-now team, which seems like they are kind of are. And if, good Lord, if DeGrom ever gets healthy, that'd be fantastic. That'd be even better. Um. And then I love the fact the Mets GM say we're not going to have a fire sale. <laughs> oh, this doesn't help. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I mean, good for the Rangers. Max Scherzer, like, it's not like he's pitching lights out out of his mind. He's one of the reasons the Mets are even considering this fire sale, quote unquote. So, oh. uh, that him and Verlander have drastically underachieved. I think. Don't be surprised to see Verlander out the door as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see Verlander back in Houston. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, we have a week, or excuse me, excuse me, we have a day until the trade deadline is over. Um, 6 really, p.m. Eastern, I think, or tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Um, tomorrow. I don't know. This one, I could see the Mets. I understand what he's saying with, like, we're not a fire sale. Because they do have a core that I think they intend to keep. Um, however, I think these two high-priced free agents that they just signed in the last two years with Scherzer and Verlander, they're just – I mean, freaking Scherzer – I mean, uh, yeah, Scherzer's making like $40 million. Verlander's making like $32 million. Like, get yeah, it Verlander's off the played book. better, I think. Yeah, they're going to eat some of that contract and just get them off the books. I mean, look, it, it just – it didn't work. Uh, I mean, I know that's the kind of the M.O. of the Mets right now, but it's just <laughs> – it, it didn't work, so – you can't blame Stevie Cohen for not trying. I mean, he's definitely trying, but it's it feels like they're the angels of the East. You know, load up on all this known talent that just underperforms consistently year after year. I mean, it's been this way since they made the World Series uh, back in 15, I think, 15 or 16. They've just been trying to chase that glory, and they're, they're, I don't want to say they're going about the wrong way because there's nothing wrong with signing, signing guys. It just seems like Scherzer and... And Verlander are just a little bit past where where the Mets need them to be in terms of prime. Which is sad because Verlander's been good, but it's like why trade for two old guys, to be fair, when you could just have like two 30-year-olds who could probably pitch better? Oh, well, not only that. I mean, Verlander was coming off freaking Tommy John surgery. Why did you give him $30 million? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Why would you have two? I don't see why having two of those guys was ever a smart thing. Like, I get trying – but to me, having one old guy for 32 or 40, sure. Having two, kind of pushing it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, uh, with regards to baseball, none of that matters to me because the salary cap doesn't exist. So if right. they, want, they want to pay the luxury tax, I'm fine with it. But 
you just literally cut ties with Jacob deGrom because oh. of all these and everything. He couldn't stay healthy. And then you brought in these two. It was like, well, did you learn your lesson or no? Right. To be fair, the DeGrom thing looks good right now. If they, It does look good right now. You're correct. Right. MikeAndAaronDrive.com for the best in our show, everything. It helps us out. Hashtag tremendously. All right. When we come back, it's all things NFL. And who doesn't love drama? Because the NFL is so good at that, and it doesn't even try. We'll be right back to the AM Drive Safe, baby. And welcome back to this Top 5 Tuesday, sponsored by our friends at Shh, oops, Top 5 Monday. That's right. Oh. I'm so used to Top 5 Tuesday. Nostalgia. Welcome. Hold on. Welcome back to this Top 5 Monday on the AM Drive here. We are presented by our friends at Shankit Golf. If you are looking to look good on the links this year or ever, because it's hot outside right now, you want some great sweat-resistant clothing, some great golf clothing, make sure you go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click this logo, the Shankit Golf logo, or go to ShankitGolf.com. When checking out, use promo code AMDRIVE for 15% off your entire order. Tell them the boys at AM Drive sent you. We appreciate you guys. For that, we shank you. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Hashtag shankful. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag shankful. Oh, man, that is, I don't know. I was trying to think of something. I knew everything it feels like we have a little tagline for each sponsor, even the old Butter clone. I feel like those, like we had our own little tagline. Now we got shankful. I love it. Yeah. What was what was buttercloth? It was like, it was like. Well, if you want to feel so comfortable, it was just the way I said it. I think was a thing. Hashtag comfortable, or maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But... Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Butter. Huh. R.I.P. Buttercloth. Rest in piss. Why don't you? Um. Good lord. See, when you lose us, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. So yeah, Aaron Michael holds a grudge. <laughs> right, right. Aaron Rodgers, of course, you know, because Jets are so busy trying to say, well, he's a jerk that they're now be- sound like jerks, to be fair. I know Sean Payton went in on everybody, but Aaron Rodgers told NFL Plus, I didn't realize that was an actual thing now. I knew it was a thing. I didn't realize they were doing articles now. Anyways, <laughs> it made me feel bad that someone who has accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure, speaking about Sean Payton, okay? Um, he then added, I think it was way out of line, inappropriate, and keep my wife's name out your bleeping mouth. No, he said, I think he needs to keep my coach's names out of his mouth. Who Whose problem is this? It seems like the Jets are having more of a problem with this than anybody else's. I know like, that they were kind of the, the butt of the jokes, but it's like, dude, could y'all... Leave it alone now? Like, you seem to want this drama that Sean Payton created. Well, it seemed like the drama wasn't even the Jets at first. I mean, I know he's like, oh, they're trying to win the offseason. You'll see it on Hard Knocks. But it felt like the the drama was really an in-house thing where he was poking at Nathaniel Hackett. And, and the Broncos. And, he was coached out of the Broncos. Right, when he was coach of the Broncos. But at this point, you know, 
I don't defend Aaron Rodgers a lot, but I, <laughs> I come to this as the new guy who is instantly the leader. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, he's the quarterback. For him to take a, a stand, get with this team, a team that he hasn't been around, you know, for what, maybe five months? At, mm-hmm. No, not even that long. A couple months at most. And uh, to, to, to basically, especially, well, he's got the he's got the relationship with Nathaniel Hackett. So to keep my coach's name out of your mouth, that is kind of a, you know, they do have some kind of a, of a, of a connection there. But he did I, say to your point real quick that he said he was probably my favorite coach I've ever had, which was wild. But go ahead. It's probably the only reason he's in New York, too. Um, mm. So for me, I actually like Aaron Rodgers stepping up and. And basically, hopefully, if this is it, if this is it for what, you know, the, if this if this story ends right here, if they, if they continue to keep throwing unnecessary grenades at Denver, then, yeah, we, we may say that Sean Payton's comments worked. Right. <laughs> but, well, uh, he was right. Yeah, the Jets, the Jets should do themselves a favor and not get entangled with uh, with anybody else the rest of the season because they have expectations on the field that have nothing to do with people taking pot shots at you. Just say, look, you know, week five, we settle it on week five. We'll see what happens. But this is what you're doing. This is what I need you to do. But I will say this as a one-off, maybe Aaron Rodgers shuts down the beef right here. I'm okay with it. I can get down with that. I don't want to have too much pushback there because I get your point, but also I feel like it was kind of a little like a day or two late, but like you said, as long as it, as long as the tackle kept it a hashtag bounty gate, which I personally love as a Colts fan, as long as Robert Sala had a one little answer to the press conference, and as long as Aaron Rodgers keeps it at this, I agree. If it ends here, then the Jets are fine. If it does not, Sean Payton was right. Fine line to walk. Yeah, I still think that uh, I think Sean Payton put an unnecessary target on his back. I still I still maintain at this point in time that was a stupid thing to say. And uh, we'll see. It's ironic that Sean Payton put a target on some on his own back, considering he used to put target on the quarterbacks' heads. Um, drama. Jonathan Taylor. You caught the reference, right? I did. Okay. This is Aaron. This is a really, really ugly story that turned really ugly in about twenty-four hours' time because of this idiot, Jonathan Taylor. Ooh. So hear me out. Jimmers say in no way today shot at Jonathan Taylor. He was saying based on the CBA that people agreed to, I thought the tweet was very friendly. I didn't think he took a shot at his own player. And then immediately afterwards, you hear Jimmers say kind of apologize. And it was like, wait a second, did Jonathan Taylor get pissed? I'm like, okay, well, who cares, right? Nothing happened there. Then all of a sudden, Jonathan Taylor requests a trade. I'm like, well, wait a minute now. Then the Colts think, like, their sources say, which, you know, sources are not just going to sit there and say crap. They're back. I think most of them in the NFL are pretty reliable. So the fact that one of the, I think it was Ian Rapport had the story, whoever it was, he said, John Taylor, like, they were going to put him on the non-football injury list because of back pain, which all of a sudden the trade goes out the window. And then John Taylor, to make things even 10 times worse, gets on Twitter and says, check your sources that don't have any back pain. How in the world can anybody defend a running back in the history of the NFL at this point? 
This is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Your owner takes a very subtle jab at the process going on here. Again, John Taylor, as far as we knew, had no drama with the Colts so far. He was the offense, and all of a sudden, one little tweet, that's what divorced Jonathan Taylor? Like, were you already having an affair? What is going on here? It is so weird. It spiraled out of control in the span of 12 to 24 hours. <laughs> it feels like, to me, the result of that Zoom call were one guy throws a temper tantrum. If he doesn't get what he wants, he signs and goes away. And then the next guy steps up and throws a temper tantrum and hopefully gets what he wants and then signs and And Saquon gets screwed. Go ahead. Saquon didn't have to sign his own deal. He could have played. Andrew Thomas, uh, the day after, is funny, though. But that's the thing. It's like Andrew Thomas is protecting the blind side of both you and Daniel Jones. So that there's value in that position. Saquon, you want to get paid? Go go put on 100 pounds and block for everybody. You know, it's yeah. it's funny how much we crap on offensive linemen until they can't protect the quarterback. And then all of a sudden, they're the most important thing on the team, which they should have been all along. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Taylor, like, I don't understand these these guys who were coming off injury-riddled seasons because you had one great season you expect to be paid. It's like, I don't blame these GMs. You don't pay for past performance. You pay for future projections. And, and sometimes past does help with that. You're right. If your past is more than one season, that's why Derrick Henry gets paid, and that's why Christian McCaffrey gets paid. They do it. I mean, yes, Christian McCaffrey had some injury-prone problems, and I was a little shocked at Christian McCaffrey being the highest-paid running back. But again, I'll go. I'll liken this back to Deshaun Watson. Just because, and, and I'm not saying that this deal with Christian McCaffrey is stupid. I'm just saying just because one team makes a bold and or stupid decision doesn't mean they all have to make it. I don't. That's what we told Lamar Jackson. That's what we told Saquon Barkley. That's what we told Josh Jacobs. That's what we've told. Uh, Alvin Cook who apparently wants the boat. And we're gonna tell Jonathan Taylor that too at this point. Like. I understand you're making $4 million. Are you underpaid? Sure. But this is a contract. Like, I'm glad that there is fan pushback, and obviously the owners because they signed the contracts. But I'm glad there's a little bit of fan pushback saying, hey, look, when you sign a contract, you know, sorry, man, if you outperform it, you know, that's just, those are the breaks. And I understand running back's a different animal at this point, and and maybe, maybe what Saquon and Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs are doing will have a positive effect. Right now, they may have to walk, uh, crawl so that other running backs can walk. But right now, it's, you know, when you're going from asking, when you're going from making four to asking for 16, you're not going to win. If you go from four to probably 10, I bet Jim Irsay would open up the checkbook tomorrow. <laughs> Aaron, the thing that bugs me the most about this is like I kind of ended it on a joke about like the, uh, having an affair. Like, Jonathan Taylor, how long was this on your mind that the, the tweet that was, again, very low, very soft kind of thing that Jim Irsay said? Like, I don't think anybody took offense to that. I think they're like, yeah, they're right. The CBA was signed, and these guys won't shut up. It's like, was Jonathan Taylor secretly, like, just waiting for that tipping point to look good? It's so weird how this worked. How fast he requested the trade. How fast he said, oh, watch your sources. The source of the football team trying to put you on the NFL, you idiots. <laughs> it's fair. I uh, I agree with Jim Irsay. I don't know if it necessarily needed to be tweeted. We still call them tweets. What do we call them? They, so it's funny. They've updated the logo in parts, but it's still like tweets. Are they going to be expressions? Which, oh my God, no, please no. Expressions. I kind of like that. Not. I don't know. Really, but I mean. 
as far as trying to find something for it, expressions. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't hate it. It sounds kind of cool. That's right. Um, it just Jim or say we we know is an outspoken owner. Maybe not as much as Jerry Jones and some others, but he might be second or third. If that makes sense. I'd say he's probably number two now that Dan Snyder's gone. <laughs> Dan Snyder had to be on. That was unspoken stuff that he did. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, these guys, the, the, I don't think the quarterback position and the running back position are the same. You know, you you guys coming up for contract extensions aren't going to get the next highest paid. It just doesn't doesn't work that way for your position. So it go comes get across as greed at this point. Go get ten to twelve. I mean, it is what it is. You're not you're not going to be you know you're not going to be beaten out. Who who's the next running back that you would say I would genuinely pay seventeen million dollars a year? Todd, Lee Day, um, Christian McCaffrey. No kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong with that, but it's like, it's like there's not a there's not a running back out there that's done it for enough years in a row. The only one I can think of is Nick Chubb. Frank Gore. Adrian, that's because has Chubb really been hurt? I don't think he has really. He may have had an injury or two here, but no, no significance. No, no significant injuries. Chubb's a good one. And he's any, been any 49ers running back. Debo Samuel. Well, he got paid like a receiver, not a running back. Right. Which you look, I mean, look now his production with Christian McCaffrey there, and his production fell last year. Debo did, so mm. he got paid at the right time. So Thursday night football, correct me, is this week, right? I think the Hall of Fame games this week. Yeah. Wow. And Zach it's here. Wilson, huh? It's here. That's right. Woo! And Zach Wilson's being thrown to the Wolves, um, which I, I don't know if it's the Wolves. I, I don't think I've ever watched this Hall of Fame game like, more than either. a quarter in my life, which really like surprised me because like, everybody's like, so excited for football. But this one never speaks out because, to be fair, preseason is like a week and a half afterwards, so it's kind of like an, a weird pre-preseason game. Outlier game, yeah. Yeah. So Zach Wilson's going to play – is this the beginning of – because we also have heard that Matt Corral is going to play for the Panthers even though Bryce Young is already QB1 over um, Andy Dalton. But it's interesting. Like, Is this a Zach Wilson kind of trade bait thing or is this a – let's see what Zach Wilson's got because Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. I mean, they're always going to continue to see what they have in Zach Wilson because you're right. After this two-year plan with Aaron Rodgers – they're back to the drawing board. So, I mean, I don't know if this is a display or anything. I don't think they would trade Zach Wilson this season. Like, in the season, they don't have a backup court. I mean, they don't have anybody else. I mean, Mike White's gone. Yep. So, I mean, you're just basically just trying to see what you have with Zach Wilson. I wouldn't put too much stock or emphasis in whether he does well or poorly. I mean, he's not going to take the starting job. We know that. Right. For now. I mean, if they want to trade him, fine, go ahead, and you can, you know, settle for a backup. But then you got to figure out. I don't, I don't see any way in the world he Aaron Rodgers is playing more than three more years, and I'm going to say it's probably two, especially if he gets a a, a ring. Which oh, if he gets a ring in year one, do you think he he leaves? Uh, no, because I think he did commit with the restructuring of the deal. I think he did commit to two years. Did you hear about like the conspiracy behind that that Mike Florio said? No. Apparently, it's like some illegal thing that that they think that Aaron Rodgers. Mike Floor was just saying this as as a thought. 
that there's a way like Aaron Rodgers can like ownership like way, make way more money, but apparently like it's against the NFL contract rules or whatever. But supposedly what? like it might be supposedly if Aaron Rodgers in three or four years becomes an owner, he'll make all that money back and then way more. Because of the yeah. way like something has to happen, but apparently it could it could get ugly. But there are some people that are like, okay, well let's just wait and see if that happens. I've always kind of wondered about stuff like that. It's like, you know, I could sign somebody to some team-friendly deal and then just cut them a check on the side for the rest of the money. $35 million is a lot of money to lose for Aaron Rodgers. For a person who spent the better part of their career worrying about money, it is a weird It is a weird concept to, to lose that. Yeah. There's got to be something, some <laughs> handshake that we're not, we're not privy to. But like I said, I, I don't, I've never quite understood why the things don't happen like that. Like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll you know that extra thirty million. I'll just write it to your charity. <laughs> I'll just write a check to your charity there. Charity, right? Good. Yeah. Shankitgolf.com code AM Drive for fifteen percent off. Find it easily on MikeAndAaronDrive.com. We'll be right back. MLB Top Five. Friends at Agridime are here for you this grilling season. Make sure you head over to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the logo that looks just like the fan cow or the cow with a big <laughs> right over his head. Uh, promo code AMDRIVE when you get there for 10% off your entire order. Get the best in meats and all of your essentials for this grilling season and smoking season as well. Don't forget smokers, man. Smokers are a... Uh, not those kind of smokers. Oh, right. come on, man. Live live high, baby. Okay. Uh, I don't think Agridime sells that kind of merchandise. <laughs> so, have you ever smoked a joint in your life? I refuse. Yeah, that's what I thought. Have you? Maybe. Don't answer that. Your your son is watching. No, my son is sleeping. <laughs> He's going to watch every future episode when he, when he grows up. <laughs> cool. We have a view. We have at least one future view. in the. <laughs> you going to be subscribed number 51. Let's go. He's right here. He's on the uh, he's on the screen. Oh, you can't see it, but that's so sad. Can't see it because of the uh, the glare. But rough. He is a cute kid. Just let you folks know. So that was a yeah. Recent appearance. He, all he has oh. is my. So that's it. So. Oh. Well, <laughs> there goes those phone calls. <laughs> Welcome back. All right. And would you like to go first before you cut off again? <laughs> I cut off. You cut off. Shame on you. You're the one you're the one who screen went black. That was weird. According to me, you're the one who disappeared. So just like Well, according to me, you're the one who disappeared. So we'll, we'll play it back and we'll see the replay. All right, July 31st, MLB top five teams. Not much shakeup. I just have one little switcheroo, so I'll go quickly here since I know you struggled over yours this week. Oh. Um for me, Atlanta still takes the top spot. The Braves, best team in the MLB. It shows. It's They they beat down the Brewers this weekend as well. Uh, moving up to number two for me is those birds, those Baltimore Orioles. Hmm. I got them number two. 
Uh, I know they lost two or three to the Phillies, but they took two or three to the Yankees, hopefully effectively making them sellers at the deadline, the Yankees. But we'll see. Uh, three sliding down one spot is the Dodgers. I know it, and they're still leading the NLS, but they went four and six the last ten. Um, so for me, I, I slid them down. The Reds, the Reds had some uh, had some words for the uh, Dodgers this week, so I'll, I'll slide the Dodgers down one one peg into the three spot. Texas is still holding up the four. They just seem to kind of be running stalemate right now. They're holding off the Astros just well enough. Um, I hate to say it, if they overtake the Astros the Texas Rangers will fall out of my top five. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Rays are number five for me, still holding on to that to that uh, fifth spot. But they are technically wins-wise tied with the Orioles, but they have played three more games, and all three of those are losses. So um, they will move up if they can get reclaim that AL East lead as well. So we'll see. But for right now, Atlanta, Baltimore, the LA Dodgers, Texas Rangers, and Tampa Bay Rays. Hey, Bumshaw. Okay, number one for me, the Atlanta Braves are still at a plus 151. The most impressive stat to me on their entire resume is their road record is better than their home record at 32-17. and 17. Hashtag postseason. Number two are the Dodgers. The Dodgers are plus 88 still. And yeah, they're kind of playing with their food as well, but I think in the end they're going to be right there. Number three are the Baltimore Orioles. Um, I actually had the Orioles at number two last week, but the, they did hold on to the number three spot, though, because they are now one and a half games back, and I think their trajectory is like this, and the Rays are like this right now. Number four, the Rays are still right there because they're still at plus 135. Now, granted, that number is kept on dropping, which means they are keep on losing, <laughs> and that's not a good thing. But they did take two out of three against the Houston Astros, and they're still 37-19 and 19 at home. So they're hanging on. Rangers are also hanging on, and it, they had not made the move for Max Scherzer, and they did not have a plus 145 run differential. It would be very boiling hot water because I think the Giants and the Reds are right there. And the Astros, too. Yes, 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 yes. So I, all that, all that good stuff. That's just funny you mentioned that because you had the Astros. You were in love with the Astros for most of the year, and now that they're actually playing good baseball, you're not in love with them anymore. So I, that's uh, fair. Like you said, you know, if they can add an arm at the deadline, even if it's Verlander, we'll see what happens here. Back to the Astros, huh? Back to life. Anyways. That's an old song. You don't know that song. I know. Uh, so enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your sports week, everybody. We appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, and then, of course, support all of what we've got going on at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. So uh, for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch saying gamble responsibly, and as always, drive safe, Thundercats. Meow.